Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there. I'm so happy you're spending this time with me. You could definitely say I'm obsessed with helping people live their dream life because it's possible. A really important aspect of that is our nutrition. You see, I did not grow up having optimal nutrition. So I've since had to surround myself with what I call nutritional mentors. And you're about to meet one of my favorites. You're about to meet the nutritionista. This is Monica Perotti. And Monica's expertise is really helping people to understand how their nutrition helps them to look younger, more youthful, to have more radiance, to not have to rely on so much makeup and fillers and other things that we're doing externally that we could be correcting the right way by putting the right foods into our body. And that's why she calls her nutrition plans better than Botox. Okay, spoiler alert, Monica's going to share with you one of her best beauty books. It's all about looking younger from a nutritional standpoint. And the side effect is most people lose weight on this program too and feel like a million bucks. Monica is a published author and a nutrition expert. In fact, she's just finishing up her PhD. And what I love about her approach, which I think you will too, is that it really comes from a place of knowledge. So let's get right to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce to you my friend, Monica Perotti. Monica, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Celine. Hi. So awesome to have you. This is such a hot topic. And And I told people a little bit about your story before we started today. You know what I realized as I'm sitting here looking on my computer screen at a picture of you? I don't know if I've ever seen a before photo or a photo of you like five years ago or more. Have you always looked this hot? No, not at all. (laughs) No. So, you know, because I know a part of your story is that you didn't, you were, you know, had pretty lousy nutrition. Were you fortunate enough that you had good genes and you couldn't tell? Well, I was the girl that could look decent if my makeup was done and I was wearing jeans or I was wearing shorts long enough that would hide my cellulite. Mm. I think I had cellulite. As I can remember wearing my cheerleading high school uniform and I'd cross my legs and I looked down in class in horror to see this just cellulite from knee up. Mm. And so I was really conscious about what you know, length of my shorts and my facial features have definitely changed. You know, my eyes used to be puffier and my nose puffier and bags under my eyes, things like that. My weight hasn't fluctuated a lot, but just the way that I looked outside of clothes and without makeup has drastically changed. And and when you wear a bathing suit, you know, people expect you to look one way because you look one way in your jeans and you don't. So you're, mm. you know, terrified to take that cover up off and, you know, go get in the ocean with your kids. Wow. If you can describe for us, what was your nutrition like just five years ago? It was sodas. I don't think I ever drank water. It was Cokes all day long. Mm. I was wickedly addicted to sweets. Uh, You know, if I opened my pantry and there wasn't a box of Swiss cake rolls in there, it it meant no matter what I had to do that day, we were going to the store to get some sort of Little Debbie's Swiss cake rolls or zebra cakes. I ate McDonald's. I ate Lucky Charms for breakfast. Mm. It was like all the time. Oh, yes. Really? Absolutely. Wow. I didn't know any better. Yeah, I get it. Did you, um, now did you have kids while you were still eating this way? Absolutely. Okay, so did they start eating that way too? They did. They had hot dogs and Lunchables and Lucky Charms like I did (laughs) and cookies and uh, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. That was, what was, that was how we ate. 
Okay, we're going to get back to the kids. But I want to ask, um, what made you decide to do things differently? Well, I had a cancer scare and I had multiple tumors and I, I sat with a doctor. His name is Dr. Fred Chessel, and I was having a pity party and I said, you know, how can this happen to me? I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm healthy. And he looked right at me and said, he said, I've seen you come in here with your bags of fast food and your Biggie Cokes or your, your you know, mm-hmm. Coke from McDonald's. And mm-hmm. I would rather you smoke a pack of cigarettes than eat the way that you eat. It matters. And so he said that to you in, in, in his office. And was that the day you made a decision? It wasn't. It was the day that I started feeling tremendous guilt. You know, mm. I started thinking, what if I had eaten better? What if I had taken care of myself? So I was definitely assumed, you know, consumed with guilt. Mm. And so you decide then you, this guilt starts kicking in like, gosh, is it at this point that you think you have cancer or have you already figured out that your tumors were benign? No, they thought that they were cancer based on me having tumors in multiple locations. So when I went in for my surgery and uh, my OB and Dr. Chessel came in and talked with me afterwards, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, uh, the tumors initially, they came back benign and uh, looks good, kid. I'll never forget what he said. And when they walked out and shut the door, I let out a sigh that uh, I, I know the entire hospital must mm-hmm. have heard. <laughs> and and I said, oh my gosh, if, if I'm really given the second chance, I'm going to take care of myself from okay. this day forward. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do all the things that I kept thinking I would do, but I just hadn't gotten around to making those changes yet. Okay. Got it. So that's the day you make the decision. And do you quit the junk cold turkey or was this a process? No, it was a process. You know, I'm, I'm a researcher, which, you know, totally fits me getting my PhD now. So I started researching and he put the thought in my head that eating poorly could make a difference in my health. So I wanted to learn maybe the reverse of that is true. Maybe if I start eating better, I can prevent these. So I started researching and trying to figure out what I needed to give up. But it is, it's overwhelming, you know, and, and my version of healthy was not anything the way that it is today. So it started with educating myself and making small changes. And the first thing I did was give up the sodas. You know, when you do one thing at a time and it's not overwhelming for you, but you see the benefits and you're, you're encouraged to try, okay, well, the next thing. So then the next mm-hmm. thing for me was, was fast foods. Wow. Do you feel so much better when you don't <laughs> eat McDonald's mm. for dinner? So. Yeah, yeah. Were you doing some research to understand what it was you should be giving up or were you just making some like, well, it's just common sense that I should stop drinking soda? Uh, and then just going by how you felt, or was it a combination? It was a combination, but mostly research. I became, you know, obsessed with studying nutrition and the body and the way that it worked, and uh, that's why I made the decision to go back to school because I was doing it anyways. So I thought I might as well start earning a degree for as much research as I'm doing. I just think that's such an empowering way for people to make change. But so much of personal development is doing the research to learn how we can not be perfect, but be better, feel better, treat people better. And when you do the research on nutrition, then it doesn't feel like something you have to do. It's something like, I want to do this. Absolutely. And when you know the consequences, it makes those decisions so much easier. Uh, You know, when you're going to a party and it's pizza and cake and sodas and all those things, and you know what the long-term effects are, it's easy to say no. You know, you don't want them anymore. You get to the point, and particularly if you make a decision that once you give up something, you're not going back to it. You know, some things take longer than others. Once you give up something for three weeks, even if it's something that you thought you could never live without, you kind of forget about it. You're on to something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're on to something else. 
When you started making these gradual changes, did your family go along with you? Did they know this was happening? Or did you kind of uh, do it like a stealth operation? No, I started with me first. And obviously it was, you know, changes and they start asking questions. And particularly my kids, you know, they would say, well, how come you're not having macaroni and cheese with us tonight? Mm -hmm. And I'd explain to them why. And, you know, they looked at me and they said, well, what in the heck are we eating this for? So it's funny because we underestimate kids and what they can understand. And when I started to explaining to them how foods can help their brains and their performance and um, how fast they run, all these things, they're like, oh, I want more of the good stuff. Give me more greens. And when I explained to them what some of the ingredients in Doritos did and how you know, there's so many chemicals in there that could you know, even take memories away from us as we get older, they're like, oh, don't ever buy that again. We don't want that. But we, we don't take the time to really explain and nor do we take the time to really learn why we shouldn't eat foods ourselves. We just hear, oh, that's bad for you. And then we're like, oh, but it tastes so good. But I love Maya Angelou saying, the, when you know better, you do better. And it is so true in all areas mm -hmm. of life and, and particularly with nutrition. You know, we've shared stories about our kids and from what you've described about yours, they are whole food warriors. Like they they want you to talk to the other parents and they eat this way because they, it's their decision and it's not something that's forced upon them. And when I was growing up, we were the house where the fridge was stocked with grape pop. We didn't even call it soda, grape pop, homemade fudge, popsicles, uh, pop tarts, you know, white bread and butter, just every um, junky type of food you can possibly imagine. And I had a girlfriend whose mom was involved in a Whole Foods co-op. So the only thing she had in her cupboards was like whole grains and whole foods and all this like really healthy stuff. And so we never wanted to go to her house after school. <laughs> We're like, no way. Your mom's got all that like brown rice stuff. And her kids would sneak over to our house to eat, you know, the food that my mom and dad had our pantries lined with and almost kind of like rebel against it. Like they were eating behind her back. Right. And later, once we were in high school, they completely rebelled. Is there any fear that you have that your kids are going to, um, you know, sneak food or that they're going to backlash against this way? <laughs> Not at all. In fact, <laughs> they keep me in line for sure. There's a, you know, when you're teaching your kids anything, there's a, a fine line between empowering and uh, just being a, a dictator of what they're supposed to do. And so I empower them. Dude, dude, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you are so dead on because the, the family that I'm speaking about, their mom would label food as bad and tell them, you know, you can't eat this and you're not. And it was just, it felt like a prison over there. What is it about your approach that feels so empowering? I try to teach that with my kids in all ways, but I, I educate them. I take the time and I include them in the process. And, you know, we make the food taste great and they're proud of what we eat. In fact, Kate is, is I had to drive to school twice today because Kate forgot all of his ingredients to bake, but he loves sharing what we eat and Aww. he likes having people come over. And it's so funny because we had a family one weekend and the mom said, I'm not quite sure what my child's going to eat because my child doesn't eat vegetables. And we made buckwheat pancakes with this berry sauce on it. And we made pizzas and they got to make their own pizzas. And when kids actually are part of it and they select what ingredients they want to put on it, that, that, that child that doesn't eat vegetables ate a vegetable pizza because he made it. And it was cool. He was doing yeah. it with the kids and I think we had some lasagna that I had snuck a ton of sauce, you know, vegetables in the sauce. Everything that child had was uh, plants for the most part, and he loved it. So 
we, uh, we don't give our kids enough credit sometimes. And I think if we make the effort to find to be creative of ways that they're going to like it and teach them why we should be eating things. And just in anything, when you're told you can't do something and that it's bad, 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 well, no one likes to hear that. Instead, focus on mm-hmm. what's good and what you can have and why you should have it. That's so true. Great, great advice. I, the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is I had this experience happen recently where I was meeting with a group of moms who are the same age as me. And when we left, my, my daughter actually mentioned how much older one of the other moms looks. And I, I knew it was because she drinks and she smokes and she eats poorly. And it made me think about all of the things that I've learned with working with you about beauty and nutrition. So I was hoping that you could share with us today a little bit about you know, how much our nutrition affects the way that we look, not just from a weight standpoint, but like hair, skin, all of those things that affect our youth. Foods play a huge part on the way we look on the outside. And, and society places a lot of importance on the way that we look. And when we look better, we feel better. So people are concerned with beauty and they're missing the biggest thing they can do. And that's, you know, three times a day they make a choice and they're either going to be adding to their beauty or they're going to be taking it away. And I, I don't think that we really understand that. Obviously, the mom that you met did not. Right. I think for the society as a whole, for the most part, we understand it with smoking. We've seen it long enough to know that, no, when we're in our 20s and we have a few cigarettes, we don't instantly get wrinkles. But we do understand that over time, our skin's texture changes and we just look older than we should if we have the lifestyle of smoking. We somewhat understand that with alcohol as well. You know, we've seen people that excessively drink alcohol, how they look older, their skin and eyes are yellow. Um, they have a red nose. There's definitely signs of aging that exist when people drink alcohol than if they would not. But with food, we don't really think about it and accept mm. that as much. And it, and it plays just as a big of a role. Just like when Dr. Shessel said to me that Um, eating unhealthy makes just as big of a difference as alcohol and smoking. It does with the way that we look. It's, you know, aging on the inside and the outside. It it truly matters. And not, I mean, there just isn't enough makeup in the world sometimes to cover it up. You just can't wear your makeup thick enough to cover up poor health. And there's no pill or potion or lotion or injection or makeup or creams or any of those things that's going to have the the same results as proper nutrition. And uh, there's kind of three things that unnaturally speed up the aging process, and that's poor digestion, okay. chronic inflammation, and damage from free radicals. And there are certain foods that are wonderful at combating all three of those, and then certain foods, like all the stuff I used to eat, that actually do all three of those. What are the three biggest? What are the three that we need to try to avoid or eliminate, if not completely limit, from our diet? Well, I call those the beauty robbers. And uh, I love the, it. First, <laughs> the first one is going to be sugar. And, you know, sugar is, gosh, it is the most widely accepted recreational drug on the planet. It just is. We yep. use it for comfort all the time. And we have no idea, I think, how aging it is. And it's it causes inflammation, which is one of the ones I mentioned. It actually prevents collagen from repairing. And I, I wish that someone would have like put that on the label of the Swiss cake rolls because, you know, I was getting, you know, buying the collagen repair creams and doing all those things and spending so much money on those. And then I was eating those Swiss cake rolls every day that was preventing the collagen from repairing. Forget the cream. It wasn't going to help. 
Um, so sugar is just one of the biggest ones. And uh, there's there's a lot of different names that it's under, but we've we've got to stay away from sugar. And it's it's difficult to give up, but it is possible. I am proof. Where is there sh- hidden sugar? Like, you know, I know in desserts and cakes and pies and cookies and brownies, I'm getting sugar. But where are we missing sugar that we need to be aware of? Uh, sauces, ketchups, and you have to really look when something says that it's, you know, fat free or, you know, things like that. Usually when they remove the fat, they have to replace the flavor somehow. And usually they'll put sugar in it. Okay. So I have to ask one more thing because I have a major sweet tooth and I know you do too. How do you satisfy your sweet tooth without sugar? Uh, I do have sweets. You know, I don't crave sugar as much as I used to because you don't have that same addiction to Mm -hmm. whole foods as you do processed sugar. So it does get better. You're not like a a prisoner to your sweet tooth the way I was. But I do have sweets on occasion and I'll use maple syrup or I'll use stevia or I'll use blackstrap molasses to to make sweets. There's a lot of companies that sell, you know, sweets that are made with, with those whole food ingredients as well. Is stevia safe for us? It's a much better choice. You know, raw stevia leaves. Maple syrup is something that I bake with a lot and then blackstrap molasses. And that one's a beautiful one because it has iron and calcium too, which are great beauty minerals. What was the last one you said that I've never heard of before? (laughs) Oh, you need it. Blackstrap molasses. Blackstrap molasses. So can I go to my local supermarket and find blackstrap molasses? Absolutely. Really? Yep. In fact, I told you Cade was baking today and he is making blackstrap molasses cookies today with with chocolate, um, not milk chocolate, but chocolate. And those cookies are to die for. I would like one right now. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. What's the second one? Okay. This one is the one that I get probably the most uh, arguing from, from clients when I tell them, but dairy. It's, yeah, dairy is is such a beauty robber. Um, It is a very inflammatory food which is one of the, we talked about the three things that, that age you. Um, it's really hard for us to digest. So digestion is one of the things that takes more energy on our bodies than anything else. So when we're having a hard time digesting this dairy, it's taking away from our beauty energy. And our beauty energy could, could be spent creating thick hair, radiant skin, glowing eyes, but it can't get to any of those things if it's busy processing dairy, which is just so hard to digest and so inflammatory on the body. And I just hear from so many experts that we were not meant to be consuming dairy the way we do as a society. Absolutely. And for me, I always had strep throat. I had strep throat. I can't even count how many times in a year. I just thought that I was just you know, prone to getting it easily. And I would cringe every time we got an invite to a kid's party. I thought, oh gosh, is this a party you really want to go to? Because I'm going to leave there with strep throat. I know it. And I gave up dairy five years ago and I have not had strep throat since then. And I just thought that every morning when you wake up, you have all this phlegm in your throat, that that was just the way it was. You have to go and look at my video, my transformation of after doing P90X. And I, I hadn't changed my diet for years. It was probably six months um, but you know how people leave comments on your videos. Some are nice, some are mean, some some things are kind of true, and then some things are like, why would they even say that? Well, someone left a comment and they said, Oh, I see P90X works on the nose. <laughs> and at first I was like, huh, you know, why would they say such a thing? That's just ridiculous. Then I started to look at the photo and I thought, oh, you know what? 
I kind of do look like I had a nose wow. job. Yours, I know I didn't, but it's just, and I by no means have a nose that looks like a perfect plastic surgery nose at all, even now, but it is definitely less puffy. Yeah. And, and it really, that was, That'll you know, it. the features from giving up dairy for me. Absolutely. So what's your number three beauty robber? It is refined oils and trans fats. We, we understand trans fats. We've been warned about those, but uh, refined oils are, are even worse. Um, the way that they're processed and they're designed really to have a long shelf life and to not change the flavor of foods. And the way that they're, they're created, um, it creates a molecule that our body just doesn't recognize. So whenever we consume them, it actually damages our cells. And even a, a tablespoon um, can damage, you know, it, it contains like 100 million damaging molecules to really? it. So it is really, really damaging, very inflammatory for us. What are these? I mean, wh- how, how do we recognize it if they're in our pantry? You know, they sound healthy. It could say canola oil or peanut oil or soybean oil, uh, any of those. Cottonseed oil. And, you know, you hear some of them and you think, oh, vegetable oil or soybean oil. That, that's probably good for me. So what should we be using instead? If you're going to cook with oils, use coconut oil to cook with ah. because it doesn't, it doesn't, when it's heated, it doesn't release those free radicals that are so damaging to us. And then if you do want to use other oils like avocado oil or olive oil, it's just best that you don't um, heat those at high temperatures. But this is where you have to be careful is looking at the ingredients in packaged foods. They add a lot of these oils to it because it does extend the the shelf life. And then when you're going out to eat, you have to be careful. So I've, if I'm ordering vegetables, I just ask for them steamed. You know, it's just little little things that you can do if, if you're really trying to make big changes in the way that you look. Wow, that's great. So now we know the three things that we need to avoid. Can you give us three things that are going to help us restore beauty? One thing is just to try to eat more raw foods. And, you know, when you hear raw foods, people think of extreme raw foodies or eating 50 bananas a day. And <laughs> Definitely not saying to do that. Just make a conscious effort to add raw foods at every meal. So when we cook foods, it it basically destroys all the enzymes when it's heated above 118 degrees. So enzymes, they are the fountain of youth. Every function that the body does is is a catalyst of an enzyme. It's, It's so important to us. And we're born with a reserve of enzymes, but as we age, that deteriorates, it declines, and that results in aging and slowing down metabolism. And neither one of those are things that any of us want. So raw foods contain enzymes so that it helps us digest that food, food so that we don't tap into that reserve that we have. So it's awesome to start a snack, a meal with some celery sticks or some cucumbers or red pepper slices with a little sauce or hummus or a side salad green smoothie. There's so many different ways you can get raw foods. But if you just make a conscious effort to add some with every meal or snack, that's going to create huge beauty benefits for you. Wow. So it's definitely better to have raw broccoli or raw carrots, but not that you're discouraging cooking vegetables. No, not at all. Just add a little bit with every meal or snack. It's an easy rule to do. So before you have whatever it is you're planning on having for dinner tonight, Shalene, just have some celery sticks or some cucumbers or little red pepper slices and hummus, anything raw before you have your meal. This is great. I didn't even realize I was already doing that, but I love it. We always have clean washed veggies in our fridge uh, so that they're ready to go and ready to snack on in that moment when you're starving and making everybody else dinner. What's your next one for us? 
to eat more greens. Yes, they are the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. And what that means is there's more nutrients and very few calories. You know, I really don't understand plans that limit the amount of greens that you're going to consume because I think a cup of spinach is seven calories and a cup of kale is <laughs> right? 33 calories. Wow. But there's so much fiber in there that you're not going to just overeat it. There's no way you're going to eat too many calories of that. But the nutrients that they have are some of the top beauty minerals so that you're going to be hard pressed to find foods that are going to have more beauty minerals than greens. And there's no surgery or supplement or anything that's going to get your digestive system back on track the way greens do. So they are just really the best food and they're, they're the staple of my nutrition and it's endless. You can have green vegetables or there's, there's so many choices and there's smoothies if you don't love greens, mm. there's always ways that you can add them. There's so many choices of green vegetables and these you can cook, you know, of course it's going to be best to have them raw, but don't feel like you have to eat raw all the time. Just, just eat more greens. Love it. That's simple. Anyone can follow that. And how about one more? The healthy fats. Inflammation is, is key. So there's some fats that are inflammatory and we want to make sure that we're eating fats that are sticking to an EFA ratio of, of three to one. And what that means is omega-3s to omega-6s. And the five that are the perfect ratio for us that are not going to add any inflammation are chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, avocados, and walnuts. So I can't I can eat avocados because I'm addicted to avocados. Yes, yes. Our cells crave fat because that's what it uses to repair tissues. And so we definitely need fats, but we can, if we can take it one step further and eat from these healthy five that are not going to also add any type of inflammation to us, it's it's going to be an added bonus. That's awesome. I love that. Now, how do you have your chia seeds? And and for some people, that's this is the first time they've ever heard these terms before. In, in case some of the things that, that Monica's referencing you've never heard of and you don't know where to find them, I will put links in our show notes, as well as, of course, how you can get in touch with Monica to learn more about, about what she's doing and what an incredible website you've got. And you're just really a source, a very reasonable source of eating healthy. And it's important to me that you're also a mom. I think it's really easy for someone who doesn't have kids or a husband or a roommate to be able to live this way. It's it's a little more um, complicated when you have other people who you've got to get on the same page. And um, you just do such a great job of that, I have to say. Thank you. And if, and if someone's never heard of chia seeds, they can stick with flax seeds, you know, walnuts, avocados. And, and if they feel adventurous and want to try hemp seeds and and chia seeds, they can, but they can find them at any store. Chia seeds are really easy to add to oatmeal or buckwheat oats or sprinkled on fruit or added to a smoothie or sprinkled on a salad. Very easy to implement into your diet. Love it. That's great. Now, I, I just want to go back for a moment because, you know, we've been together in social settings. How do you handle it when there's a very particular way you're eating for your health, for your longevity, for your youth? And you're out to dinner with friends or, or family, and they eat completely the opposite. How is it you're able to maintain the way you eat without making others feel like you're judging them or that, um, you know, you're better than thou? Right. And, you know, I think that you have to be you and be boldly you. It's, it's something that I stole from you. <laughs> and, you know, it's all in how you deliver it and how you say it. You know, I am certainly not going to judge anyone that eats poorly because no one ate worse than me. 
You'd be hard pressed mm-hmm. to find someone that ate worse than me. So there's no way I'm going to sit here, you know, five, six years later. And, and just because I have, you know, degrees in nutrition, am I going to judge someone? I, I understand. And they, they, I was in that position. Mm-hmm. I think if you take that and you just say, um, you know, no, I love this. You know, this is my favorite foods. You know, it, my favorite foods are greens now. So, you know, how is someone going to feel bad just because my favorite food is different from their favorite food? It's just in how you treat people. And, you know, they're just different than me. We like different things. Just the same as if you say you love the Steelers and I love the Cowboys. <laughs> this doesn't make me better than you. We just like different things. I love it. That's great advice. Now, is there a way, Monica, that people can learn more about your your beauty diets and, and how people can restore a youthful look through their nutrition? Absolutely. I have a, a whole book put together with this information, and uh, it's at eatbeautyfoods.com. Is this an ebook? It is. And is this something that you sell on your website? No, it's free. It's Yay. tons of information. We yeah. love free. Yay. And your stuff is amazing, by the way. Thank you. And so amazing. One of the cool things that's in there is a face map because I can look at someone now that I'm educated on nutrition and I understand how foods affect the body. I can look at someone and think, whew, they need to lay off the caffeine. They've got uh, some adrenal exhaustion going on. So whether you have the lines across the forehead or dark circles under your eyes or the 11 between your eyes and the parentheses around your mouth, mm. all those things that you may think that you need to go in and get Botox or fillers. <laughs> and, and I'm okay if people want to go and get that. That's their personal decision. But mm-hmm. there's so much we can do with food to get rid of those. And so I've shown and outlined that on the on this face mapping to show what they may be eating too much of or what may be stressed. And uh, it's nice to kind of look at. And it's also nice to know that the body is a, a beautiful machine and skin cells regenerate and we can make huge changes. The skin wow. is so forgiving and so resilient. We just have to give it the opportunity. And the extra added bonus of this is not only are you going to look younger, look more youthful, look your best. But a lot of times people tend to lose tons of weight and feel better. That's the main part. But you know what What people, gets people interested is talking about the beauty because it matters to us. But yeah, feeling, feeling better is, is going to be the biggest piece of it for sure. I mean, I just, I think so many people are, are missing that and they think that they can get away with it by you know, putting on more makeup and, and just attributing it to, well, I'm getting older, but, but everyone is just trying to get better. None of us will be perfect, but I think the important thing to note here is that you look younger, you feel younger, your hair's thicker, your skin looks better, and most importantly, you just feel like you are more yourself when your nutrition is in alignment and supporting what you're doing from a health standpoint. Absolutely. I can strongly encourage those of you who are interested to take a look at um, at Monica's site. And I'll include the show notes. Monica, that's very generous of you. Thank you so much for providing us that ebook. Your stuff is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. This has been extremely enlightening and motivational. And Monica, it's just been a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much, Lean. I appreciate it so much. Great information, great knowledge. And with knowledge comes change. So lifers, thank you for spending this time with myself and the nutritionista. I'll provide links on my website at shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. 
so that you can reach out to Monica. Also, on behalf of myself and my husband, Brett, we'd like to invite you to join us at the Smart Success Seminar. Now, it's something that we only open up once a year. We only do it once a year because it's really special. This is an event for those of you who are business-minded or goal-oriented and you just feel like your life has suddenly become overwhelming, like there's just too much jam-packed into every single day and you need a way to be able to earn more but to stay connected to people, to do the stuff that matters, to figure out a system so that your life doesn't feel so chaotic. There is a method to learn this. I want you to learn more about the Smart Success Seminar. I want you to hear from people who have been, and I want you to hear their stories and how their lives and their businesses have changed. So check it out. See if it's right for you. Go to smartsuccessseminar.com. Until we get to spend some time together again, don't forget, be nice. Be bold, be brave, and most importantly, be you.